this is it is it working yes I probably shouldn't move <laughs> um, so this morning's practice uh, will be a guided body scan and a body scan in particular way and a body scan not with our beloved list of the last few days but um, in a way that we practice it in mindfulness-based stress reduction to some extent but then also what I want to um, invite us to practice or invite in is um, appreciation for the body or gratitude even. And so as we're starting with that, it's really important to remember that um, these positive heart qualities like friendliness, kindness, compassion, gratitude, even appreciation, we cannot force that. We cannot make that happen. We can invite it in. Right? So that is our practice. And sometimes it is there. And the more we invite it in, the more we will experience it. But it's not that we can decide to be grateful or feel appreciation. So just, um, again, to remind you that as you're moving through this body scan to turn your attention in the direction of appreciation or gratitude, and it might be there or might not be there. And if it's not there, to not be judgmental about it, but to know this is a, this is a practice. So that's one thing. And the other thing is that um, for this uh, body scan... Um, you have permission to lie down if you want to do that. So sometimes it can be really sweet to do a body scan lying down. So if you want to um, change your posture, you can do that. You don't have to, obviously. Like You can just stay seated. Lying down meditation is different than sitting meditation, if you haven't done that before. So the quality of attention is really different when we lie down, and we are more prone to falling asleep. Being aware of that, if you notice you're getting really sleepy, so one way what you can do is you can just open your eyes, so that sometimes helps. Another thing is also that is not in the classic, classical body scan is um, for the appreciation body scan. It's really nice to also to use supportive touch. Like we've done that as we've explored the body parts in the list to just feel the bones or feel the skin. And here it can be nice that for the body parts that you can reach with your hands as we're moving through the body to actually to um, give yourself some, some support here. So it can be nice to put like a hand on your belly, 
breath. We're getting to the belly or hand on the chest and, and just see, um, does that make a difference? And appreciation, uh, appreciating the body. And so as we're moving through the body, well, with each of the body parts, we are doing two steps. So the first step is always to just feel into the body to see if there's anything that you can feel. Sometimes you can feel the body, sometimes you can't. That's totally normal. So we're just checking in to see um, what is there first step and then in the second step in your own way to express appreciation and what I'll be doing is I'll be often repeating the phrase to just say thank you to that body part and that's just a suggestion so you can find your own way how to do that or find your own words. So Bringing awareness into the body, closing the eyes if that feels comfortable. Starting out by feeling the whole body as you're sitting here or lying here. Feeling into the posture and feeling into where the body right now is in contact with the ground, mat, cushion, chair. Letting it as be as simple as that, just to feel contact. If you like, for these next few rounds, just making the breath a little bit longer and deeper, so as if you really could be breathing into the entire body. Connecting breath and body. And with this body scan, we'll be moving through both legs at the same time and then through both arms. And you can either just feel into both sides at the same time, or sometimes there might be like a difference between the sides and to just to bring awareness to that. that part of your practice. Now just allowing the breath to flow naturally and bringing the awareness down into the feet. Feeling into the feet in this moment, noticing contact or warmth, coolness, 
the position of the feet. You have a sense of your toes and the heels, maybe not. Really just shining this light of awareness onto the area of the feet and seeing what's there. And in your own way, expressing appreciation for the feet or inviting that, could say, thank you, feet. And moving the awareness to the ankles and lower legs. Checking in. Are there any sensations? It can be felt like warmth or maybe tingling. Hardness, softness, touch. Thank you, ankles. Lower legs. When you come across a body part that is hurting or that is not functioning or not functioning anymore, you can still really feel into that and see if there's still some appreciation maybe for all the function that that part did before it stopped functioning the healing that has happened. Or sometimes just the fact that you have or still have that body part. Not everybody does. So sometimes you can ask the question, would you miss that body part? if it was gone. Now moving awareness to the knees. 
the knees. Having a sense of the angle at which the knees are bent. Allowing sensations to be present or being aware of the absence of sensation. Thank you. Knees. Moving on to the upper legs. The thighs, the hip joints. Hamstrings. Really remember we're not visualizing, we're feeling. And there's sometimes we have images arising and that's fine. We don't really need to pay too much attention to them. Come back to the felt sense of this part of the body. As we're doing this body scan as a group, to know that, of course, like some of us, at this point in our lives, we might be missing body parts that we were born with. Others might have parts in the body that we were not born with. Space for that, too. Upper legs. Thank you. Upper legs. Thank you. Hip joints. And widening the lens of awareness a little bit so that you can feel the entire length, the entirety of the legs in this moment. From the hips, hip joints, all the way down into the feet. A felt sense of legs 
having legs. Thank you, legs. And moving the awareness to the pelvis. Bringing awareness to the genital and anal area. organs inside the pelvic bowl. And in your own way, appreciating them. And moving the awareness to the entire belly, to the entire abdominal area, to all the internal organs below the diaphragm, feeling and maybe feeling the breath moving the belly. touch to feel the belly. We'll place the awareness inside the abdominal cavity so even if we can't feel something right now, And in your own way, appreciating and thanking the belly and all the organs inside.
Bring the awareness now to the spine, to the back. Come across an area that is too painful or too intense. You can always come back to the breath. You can always just pause for a moment, stopping the body scan, opening your eyes. And resume when you're ready. Awareness to the lower spine, the tailbone, the sacrum. Bring the light of awareness onto this area. Expressing your way of appreciation. Bring the awareness slowly up the spine. Bring. Writing appreciation as you move along. Maybe at some point, feeling the whole length of the spine from the tailbone up to the skull. Back. And moving the awareness to the rib cage and the chest. Breasts. The organs inside the chest. Your time to feel into this area of the body. Offering appreciation and thanks where it feels right. Already.
And letting go of the chest area and bringing the awareness all the way down into the hands. The hands, the fingers, Thank you, hands. Thank you, fingers. And then letting go of the hands and moving to the wrists and forearms. Noticing what is here to feel, if anything. Thank you, wrists. Thank you, forearms. awareness now to the elbows and upper arms. Thank you, elbows, and thank you, upper arms.
And feeling the whole length of the arms from the shoulder joints on into the fingers. A felt sense of arms. Thank you, arms. From here, moving the awareness to the whole shoulder girdle. So shoulder blades, shoulder joints, collarbones, and a big shoulder muscles, including the neck. Feeling thanking this area of the body. The whole neck and throat area, including the thyroid. This area. to the head, feeling the head, and then in your own time, feeling into the different parts of the head, including the sense organs, feeling
And then opening back up again to the whole body, coming full circle, coming back to where we started. Feeling the whole body, this body, today's body, not yesterday's body or tomorrow's body, today's body. Breathing, living body. Best it's can, it can. Body. I want to end this body scan practice with another line by the poet Najra Wahid. Does apologize to your body. Maybe that is when the healing begins. So before the meditation ends, we have another few minutes in silence. Staying with feeling the whole body or coming back to the breath or do whatever feels right in your practice at this moment.
So for those of you on the floor, lying on the floor, just taking your time to transition back into a seated posture. So we have again a little bit of time for questions either to me or to Bob who gave the talk last night or so to me about this practice if there are questions about that. From the team. Yes, please. Um, so there was a question about um, the reference of the canonical piece about the unconditioned and actually this I don't have it with me here but it actually comes from a kind of a poetic expression that allegedly the Buddha said upon awakening and it's known as the lion's roar and um, in it, it speaks about um, the ending of suffering and that has experienced the unconditioned. And then that was my lead into if there's an unconditioned, then there's a condition. And what is that condition? And that's our whole story. And looking through those, seeing through those stories or narratives, awakening, the ending of greed, hatred, and ignorance. And we're on the path of hopefully lessening it. That's good enough. Talking to me? <laughs> I mean, we, we, we each could say that, and um, we each could respond. There's so many things, and it feels like it boils down to, um, this is a beautiful line from a Naomi Shebnai poem, where she says, it's only kindness that makes sense anymore. That's how it's changed me. And it feels like these teachings are a legacy of kindness passed through the forest from one generation into the next. And not just like a, it's a type of a kindness that embodies wisdom and compassion. It's expression. And it is said that when the Buddha passed on, Ananda, his attendant, and he also had memorized all of the teachings of the Buddha. That's why each of the canonical discourses it begins with, thus have I heard. That's Ananda. Then he recites what the Buddha taught in this particular uh, discourse. But it is said that Ananda was 
found crying out in the woods after the Buddha died, and he kept on repeating again and again, he was just so kind, he was just so kind, he was just so kind. And I feel like this is like a legacy of kindness, and that's how it's just cooked me through and through and through, and continues to cook me through and through and through, and it shows me where I'm not kind, (laughs) the practice, where I'm stuck, where I'm caught, where I need to bring more attention to. But I'd love to hear from my colleagues. That's such a wonderful question. What he said. (laughs) You know, I, I don't think there are any practices that don't teach us to be fully present one way or another. And um, I actually was reflecting while we were being grateful this morning. It's really interesting to be thankful to the body when you're getting closer, a lot closer to that time when it's going to be done. And um, and I know some of you are in that place too for various other, for reasons other than old age. <laughs> and I know that I may well, I, you know, I could have another 20 years, but I might not. And um, so I think that is just one of the gifts of this practice. That it is so, all of it, I mean, this particular piece of it is really focused on the parts of the body, but you know, the whole first foundation of mindfulness is the body. That's how it is. And really that's the, I often think of it as being the umbrella foundation because all of the others then depend on what we know in the body. So our experiences of Vedna of pleasant and unpleasant and neither. And, you know, our experience of the mind is held in the body. It may feel like it's off up here someplace, but it's not. So it's all about being here. You know, it's, it's not for nothing, I think, that Eckhart Tolle has, you know, keeps stressing now. And now is in the body. And it has to be. You can't do now and be someplace else. Pretty weird when you don't, you know, don't think about it too much. But, uh, so, yeah. I, I am enormously grateful. I know that. Yeah. Probably more tonight.
Right, so um, thanks for that question. I think everybody heard it. Uh, so, you know, I could um, talk for a week in answering that question, but um, so just to um, boil it down is, you know, what we're doing is medical Qigong, and uh, it's used as a healing modality. So all, um, all hospitals in China have a Qigong wing, and there are some entire Qigong hospitals. So it's considered that important for physical healing of the body. So it's, you know, in our world, it's a complementary medicine, uh, and it and works very well with Western medicine as a support. Um, and so, yes, the answer is yes. It is a healing modality. Um, and at the same time, it's a, a great pathway into um, our self-intimacy and the experience of our body. And so we can use it as a, a tool, a meditative tool, and we can also use it as a, a healing modality. And that's um, one of the things I love about it is it's got both. We're at more hands, so we have like time maybe for two more, please. And <laughs> you know, I don't know that I know what the the Buddhist answer is. Um I suspect there are a variety of them, actually. And um, I do know that I've known of several situations where people have essentially stopped medical treatment and then just let themselves go. I don't personally know anyone who actually did something proactive pro-non-active, I guess. Um, and I think it's a deeply personal decision, you know? It's, um, we're not living anymore with some notion that there's a deity with rules and, you know, you absolutely must not do this or that. It's all, so 
in a sense, the good news is that's true, and the bad news is that leaves you to figure it out for yourself. Like, what is the wisest, kindest, most compassionate thing? What will, um, what will teach you the most? And of course, some of those teachings can be extraordinarily difficult at the end. Um, so your your own dying becomes your teacher. Mm-hmm. Everything. I mean, that's true of everything. But your, in particular, your dying becomes your teacher. And maybe this is the teaching. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm speaking for myself here because I too like to have everything organized and under control. <laughs> so maybe this really is when I finally get it that I have to surrender. And I know that was some of the thinking that went on for me last winter when, you know, I didn't know how ill I was. And could I really surrender into it? Could I let it ravage my body if, I, if it needed to go that way? And of course it still may go that way, I don't know. Um, we never know. So, yeah, I think that's where I would take it. Yeah. Thank you for the question. Mm. Thank you, and I'm happy to say, did people hear the question? Okay. No, the question was about that we said it's about function, not appearance, and but we are very concerned with appearance, and so isn't that part of the practice too? Is that kind of paraphrasing it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh, yes, or appreciating it. Yes, absolutely. So it does not mean that you should not appreciate also appearance but it's really to see like where do we get caught right and where because I think the emphasis is too much on appearance and not really so on function and that is where we get caught and we take it personally take it personally on what it looks like and it's something of course often that has been reinforced by our environment Right, we have been called this or that or the other, and then we start to identify with that, or we start to struggle with that, and we want it to be different. And there's a lot of suffering, a lot of suffering caught up. Hmm? Plastic surgery, yeah, just look at that, right? So a lot of, a lot of suffering caught in that, and this idea is that if it would only look that way, then I would be happy. I mean, that's like behind all plastic surgery, basically, right? And for some people, I'm not saying like plastic surgery is bad, not at all. Um, For some people, it actually is really helpful and it can heal something. But for a lot of people, it's another way of thinking, of believing like, if I only would look that way, then I would be happy. And then when they finally do look that way, they find out, no, that wasn't it. Yes.
Yes. Of course. Yes. To be inclusive, and I mean, actually, I'm very happy that there is like really a growing movement of body diversity, and celebrating bodies of all ages, sizes, shapes, and that is really important. And I'm really happy that we start to see that more, also, like in advertisement and in the media and on your social media feed. If you choose to follow people who show pictures saying like. This is what other bodies look like. They're not all like the Barbie um, ideal. And to, yeah, I mean, as you're saying, to embrace the whole, to embrace everything, and to really see, like, so, where, where's our, where does our problem with aging come from? Like, when did we lose the respect of elders? Right? Like, it used to be that elders would hold the wisdom for the tribe, and where did that go? Like, when did we start to get obsessed with teenagers in underwear and think that's, no, seriously, I mean, this is, this is our beauty ideal, right? And to see, like, where, where's wisdom, where's love, and where's just seeing beyond. I think it's just, I mean, I think what I want to say is, like, it's such a beautiful field of exploration, and it's always like what we've been talking about, where do we get caught? And where is there, where is kindness, where is freedom and love in how we're relating to ourselves and to others? Venerable elder. <laughs> Auntie. Auntie. Auntie, right. I was just thinking while she was talking, you know, Come to Hawaii. <laughs> Come to Hawaii, because it's so it's so wonderful that there in terms of inclusiveness of body type. I mean, we have the Samoans. You know, I mean, you want big. Samoans are big and wonderful. You know, and and you go to see hula, and lots of places you're going to see old ladies dancing, and old men, and lots of gray hair and lots of bodies of all different sizes. I mean, once in a while you'll get a professional troupe in a hotel or something, that's different, but there really is a sense of, oh, it's possible to do this and it's possible to honor um, older beings and honor aging. And as I said in my talk, and I keep on saying it, it's really a wonderful experience to have that as an older person. And I know... <coughs> It's often true when I'm here on the mainland. You know, it, it really is, and those of you who are older are going to know this, we are invisible. We are utterly invisible. People brush by me as though I didn't exist. Especially as women. And yeah. especially as older women, yeah. And it's, um, it's tough. It's tough. And I'm slow or I'm awkward or whatever, and which I am. And, um, yeah, so, you know, that's something that we can all carry out to those of you who are younger can practice and teach respect for your aunties and uncles, please. <laughs> yeah. Thank you all um, for really uh, feeling into these questions. Right? These are really good questions to sit with, to practice with, to, to feel into and see like, where am I with that? Where does that land in 
this body or on this body. So, um, announcements for today. Um, we'll have another full day of silence. So at this point, some of the minds will start to go home. Please keep them here. Like this is really, really precious day. Like we like to say, if your mind is already going home, tell your mind the retreat ends on Tuesday. We're here for another few days, so don't worry about it, right? So then, then sometimes the mind goes, oh, okay, okay, I can be here now. Like we're only going home Tuesday. So protect the silence, really protect the silence for yourself and for all of us in here. And then one more thing, at 4.15 we have, there are announcements by the managers and Bob and I will be here too and please do come. And just because of time right now, because I start right after we're done here, please all my um, individual check-ins this morning come five minutes later. And I'll try to stick then to everybody five minutes later. Um, and my, so this is actually for Beth, who wrote me a note. Uh, come during the time that's listed as my break time, which I think is either 11 or 11.15. So you can check on the board out there. Yeah. Um, so some of you heard this yesterday, but some of you are already out. If you um, if you are have a practice discussion meeting uh, this morning uh, during the Qigong time, my request is, you know, it's fine if you need to kind of sneak out and start with Qigong and kind of sneak out, but I would request that you wait to come back until the sitting meditation because we'll be in a process, and if you come back in the middle, uh, you won't be prepared for what we're doing. So... I'm um, just do a little walking meditation until it's time for this sit. Thanks. A ten minute break for the Qigong people. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.